Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Comics, moments, Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape. We're here in the T-Radio V studios. And uh, if this is your brand new, very first, right off the shelf Geekscape, we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, and some TV. So if you're into all that geeky stuff, you're going to want to hang tight. If you're not, this will probably be your least favorite show on the internet. But we've been doing it for eight years, and we're not going to apologize. Welcome to Geekscape. And uh, we're just going to hit it off. We're usually uh, joined by a guest. And this week we have uh, from SourceFed, Trisha Hirschberger. Hi, thank you so which much is for having awesome. me. Oh, I love having you in, in the studio. Uh, we've never actually met. And, uh, sometimes, not until tonight. Yeah, sometimes we meet our guests for the very first mm-hmm. time right here on the air. So you guys actually get to uh, chaperone our meeting for the first <laughs> time. Of course, in the studio is Ben Dunn. Kenny Hello. Craig. Hey, Ben. Uh, Kenny Craig is sitting this one out. Is that a pun? Oh God! Kenny's a, in I a feel weird when we, but, I don't know uh, if you can make. Can we make jokes when he's not? If, in... if anybody can make a joke like that, it's Kenny. Uh, okay. And Kenny has got to be one of the best, most spirited people uh, around. But Kenny uh, called me earlier today and said he was just not feeling up to it. Uh, he partied hard at my birthday get together yesterday. He sure yesterday. did. <laughs> he made fun of me for leaving early. <laughs> did he? Yeah. I think you had. Did you? Have he a date actually then? guilted me to stay longer. Like I stayed an hour longer because Kenny's like, I just got here, man. Don't be a puss. Why were you leaving early? Uh, I don't like John. Nothing all that much. Okay, wow. <laughs> he was, had, he it was had to show his face. It was Glendale. Show his face. Yeah, so that today he could show his face, right. and um, <laughs> and then he could leave. No, I'd be getting over a sickness, man. Were, I had a great weekend. You the, did. The, you it did. was one of the most magical weekends ever. Uh, I don't mind getting older. Uh, you got to get older. You don't have to grow up. You That's know what true. I mean? Like it's one of those things where it's like Jesus, I'm getting old. Like looking back and like knowing that we've mm-hmm. done Geekscape for eight years, I, I start feeling a little bit of my age. That being said. Uh, I like I started the weekend at like 6:30 in the morning in a workout, and then immediately just rolled into like amazing lunch, amazing dinner. The next day, I I ran with Fox. Fox invited me to be part of their Spartan race team uh, on Saturday. We went out and did the Spartan Sprint, which is a race Whoa. I do every year. And what have, were you What were you doing? What was your team? Uh, so it was to promote the Maze Runner, which comes out I think next mm-hmm. week. And on uh, DVD. On DVD. Yeah, I actually saw the movie. It's not bad. Is it good? It's not I, bad. Yeah, <laughs> so, I saw it too. Yeah. So so guys, I have never seen it, <laughs> but Fox uh, Fox asked me to come and race with them. Uh, I've been doing the Spartan race since 2008. I've received trifectas. I, I love doing that stuff. Yay. And so they were like, uh, nobody here has actually done one. I think one or two other people on the team had done one, but I'm the only guy who's done like 12 of them. Are, are they the... just PR people? Like, who are these people? That they uh, we raised to... with a few PR people, but it's like an obstacle course. This is the shortest version of it. It okay. was out in Malibu. It's a little over three miles. It's 
uh, a handful of obstacles and a um, bit of the mud. Yeah, and, I was going to say, these are the mud races, mm-hmm. aren't they? <laughs> and, and, and I had already signed up for it, which was really nice that Fox uh, had them uh, refund my 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 registration and then they actually got me into it for free which is i mean at this point now in my running and racing i'm spending like a couple thousand a year because you do like stuff. one a weekend don't you <laughs> yeah, i do a lot of racing and a lot of fun. yeah uh and Good i and, I, and I want to inspire Meh. the geekscapists to do it too like geekscape jockscape it's all the same thing you just got to be geeky about <laughs> something you can be geeky about running and racing and have fun and uh be geeky about fitness uh i was actually googling like spider-man tights like running tights <laughs> To like when it got cold, Please I was like, "Please tell me oh. you're running as Spider-Man." Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, it'd be for well you know, like, 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 why don't you? Yeah, so like, like when it got colder, I was like, "I don't want to wear tights to like run now," but I was, I only want to wear like, like Spider-Man one. And Marvel, Marvel has a deal with Under Armour, so yes. they make like cool shit. Awesome. Yes. And then like the Avengers have, everybody was dressed like a superhero, and it was awesome. But um, so so I ran for Fox, and here's the thing that happened: I was supposed to be on Team Gladers. And Which doesn't make any sense, by the way, because the Gladers are the ones that just hang out in yeah, the they're Glade. Like the, they're like the it passive. Be, yeah, you like should be team there. runners, man. So, uh, so they said, listen, listen. There was a man, ca- you there, really know it better. There was, hey. there was like a camera crew, and they were like, hey, listen, stick with the team because the camera crew is going to be filming everything, and there's going to be a video that'll come out this week, and we'll post it on Geekscape. And uh, but you want to stick with the group. And a part of me is like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of doing this for time, and I want to see how I do. And they pushed us to the front of our corral, and then they called us out. They were like, hey, these are the people from Maze Runner, available on DVD. And there's a bunch of people who are like, fuck these sellouts, yeah, right? Like, they're just they're just looking at us like sellouts. And I'm a guy who's like, wait, like – I've done this race since any of you guys have even, like there were yeah. 20 people in my heat when I started this race in 2008. Now there's like 100 people in a heat. And when they dropped that rope, I started running and I heard a dude in front of me go, don't let any of the Maze Runner people beat you to uh. his buddy. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck you. And so I just what put you're saying is you're not competitive at all. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been, but he said the wrong thing. Like I would have been there with my group. I would have been like team who cares about yeah. the time. But the, the dude said the one thing that I did not want to hear. But did you go out of contact? Contract because you didn't stay with the group. <laughs> I finished an hour before my team. <laughs> yes. No, it's bad. It's I really bad. for the camp for the for just so that I could be in any of the video. I jumped back into the race <laughs> and finished it. Like I finished the, the last couple obstacles. I did them again for camera. But if you watch the video, uh, my timing chip's already been cut off. Like like I'm not. But but you know what? It was all about positivity. That a lot of people. I think these obstacle races. If you guys are listening to this, and I know there's some geekscapers who started to do Spartan and Tough Mudder and all that stuff i think obstacle races are a great way to get into uh any kind of like uh, athletic fitness stuff because um anybody of any athletic ability can do them you know if you don't want to do the obstacle uh you know you can take a couple push-ups and then move on to the next one like it's it's fun you're out there in the sun and it's and it's just fun it's just cool to be out there with friends and i i say hey go online and see for an obstacle race or a color run that's into you and get your health uh, where you want it to be and just have fun and be positive and hang out with friends in the sun. I, I love these things and they're a great gateway into being fit. Are you sure? I feel I feel like they're so intimidating. Like no. I look at a race like that and think <laughs> I could never ever do that. You know what's amazing? I was climbing I was literally climbing up this uh, obstacle and I'm I'm always talking shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like we were in the middle of the mud and I was like I ain't found shit. You know what I mean? Like I, like I'm just saying stuff. And I'm and I'm and I'm I'm climbing this thing and this guy goes, "Hey Jonathan." I look over and it was a guy I met at another race. And it turns out that the charity that the Maze Runner was promoting 
uh, all weekend was a charity that this kid had been involved in because cancer took his leg from the knee down. And this kid yeah. is running with a single leg. Wow. And I met him at the Griffith Park Relay Marathon this summer, and he fucking toasted me. This is a kid running. Did he on have one, one of those leg. like uh, the gazelle legs, or and he didn't? He didn't have a the... uh, blade. Oh, he had. Right. He just had a, a, a false leg. Okay. And this kid clips, but. He told me today. He's like, he's like, I didn't catch you at the end. One of my my leg fell off on one of the obstacles. I mean, just a cool kid, and it's amazing to see him out there. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. amazing to see him out there. Uh, the cast of The Biggest Loser sometimes are out of some of these races. Like, it's just positive. It's fun. You know That's what I mean? Cool. And like, it, honestly, it doesn't matter when you finish, as long as you're having fun. And the fucker That's who talks shit to say. you yeah. finishes behind you. And I was standing there with my medal, and the dude walked through the finish line. I was like, hey, man, you made it. High five. All positive. You made it. Way to go. Way to go. Would really See, I like, imagine Aww. him like all, like, he's covered in mud, sweat streaks <laughs> no, coming no, no, down. He, he was just right. like red eye, just going, fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. He was, like, he, was like, he was like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. And I was like, don't talk shit about the Maze Runner available on yeah, DVD. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to Fox, and thank you for everybody at uh, Fox Home Video for having me out there. I sold out big time, but I loved it. Uh, and I had a good time. And then, yes, Yesterday we had Ben and Kenny and everybody from uh, mm-hmm. everywhere came out and celebrated my birthday. It was a fantastic weekend. I loved it. He took over most of he took over most of Golden Road Brewery. It was Aww, fun. Yeah. Well, it was happy fun. belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. But listen, let's talk about Trisha. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, talk about Trisha. So uh, listen, SourceFed. Oh, so tell me about SourceFed. And even bigger is you Geekscapists who are in the Pacific Northwest. If you guys are going to be around Seattle. You gotta watch this girl play some DOTA two oh, this weekend. No, you, you should do challenge not. her. She's she's getting expert training. I hear. Actually, why don't you tell oh, us what you're doing so this weekend? So sad. Okay, so this weekend I'm doing the uh, Red Bull Land Party event that's in Seattle, and it's uh, a big Dota two competition. And the hilarious part of this is I don't play Dota two. Like uh, there are a lot of games that I play, and Dota, Dota two 1. is not one of them. <laughs> right. At all. Are you into any of the RTS games or anything? Well, like that's that? the. Really? I MOBA? mean, I, Have I you played done in StarCraft like maybe a yeah. decade ago. Right. And then I kind of stopped and moved on to other things. So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. Just recently, I uh, it, was like, oh, I'm going to play through the tutorial in League of Legends because I've always wanted to learn League, mm-hmm. like at my leisure. And then I found out I was going to be doing this LAN event um, as I'm, I'm there technically as a like just have fun or kind of celeb right. guests. Right. Um. So they're like, you can play if you want to. You can spectate you if you want to. A hundred percent, I'm a sacrifice, especially being a female there. Right. Right. Um. But you know what? It's all about having fun, and I'm gonna have fun. So I've logged probably six hours into the game so far, which is hilarious. She's got a because... couple days. She's got a couple days. No, you play. You you log like two hundred hours into right. that game, and you're still not good. Yeah, Dota um, two is pretty complicated. I, I mean, totally. I, I'm, I think all that stuff. League of Legends is super complicated. I I just like <laughs> I played Captain Toads. Like I got Captain Toad on my birthday. Captain Toad. Uh, treasure tracker on the Wii U. Uh-huh. It's incredible. Remember, like, like New Super Mario World 3D that came out and it has those little yeah, toad yeah. levels where you oh, can yeah, get yeah. the stars. Oh. It's a game just of those oh. levels. Oh. I want that so much. Guys, and it's only forty dollars. <laughs> it's only forty dollars. That's it's, a bit it's, much for that. No, though. no. I there's, was just there's, thinking. There's a that. shit ton of levels, and then there's bonus levels. You can go back and play some of the levels from Marvel, uh, from a uh, New Super Mario 3D World. Okay. Mm. As Toad. So, guys, it's actually a pretty extensive game for $40. Yeah. Okay. And it's super simple. It's not Dota 2. It's super <laughs> simple. And it's fun. And it's mind-bending because it's like playing through an M.C. Escher painting. Yeah. Okay. Where are they putting you up in Seattle? That's I'm, where I'm, that's my hometown. You know? I have no idea. And even if I did, I wouldn't be like, hey, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, staying you know, at this uh, hotel yeah. in Seattle. Come I'm at fine area, me. but yeah, you that's cool. You should come say hi. Do you get a lot of um, stalkers? Uh, come on. Well, I mean, Let's talk about it. Because well, I get some stalkers. Any, anyone who is on the internet, I think, mm-hmm. deals with some, I would I say, don't. obsessive viewers. Oh, that's not true. I do have one degree. stalker. 
to some degree you deal with that a little bit. Um, And I think it's just because people feel like if they watch you every day, like especially source-fed is daily content, um, if they watch you every day, they feel like they know you. So sometimes people Mm -hmm. assume a familiarity that's not really there. So to them, it's not strange to ask where you live or you know want oh, to yeah. call you on the phone you and have your too. phone number and and you know what honestly anyone out there that's like i can train you in dota 2 if you have an easy new bloat out please hit me up on twitter at that girl trish no i and the girl do it now i will be your noob i will be your noob best friend um it's hey. <laughs> a dangerous game you're playing Trisha. it's a dangerous game but not as dangerous as going into this tournament i know well very luckily for me um i'm actually going to be streaming some dota 2 on wednesday night out of red bulls esports studio with demon mm-hmm. who's going to help me out yeah. uh with my brushing up on dota 2 and i you know i hope I hope he knows he's got his work cut out for him because, whoa, baby. Yeah. Just smile, have fun, and be nice. And, like, people can't hold it against you. I mean, there's only no, so many hours No, they totally in a day. will. Yeah, I mean, dude, these kids, I mean, just be like, hey, I'm not as into it. I mean, I'm into it, but you guys are pros. I'm trying to figure out, like, do either of you guys really play Dota 2? I don't play Dota 2. No. Okay, no. I'm, I'm trying to figure out my timing on, like, my last hits and my PC denies. Game. PC and games they're... take a level. Ooh. You know who should have been here is Kenny. Kenny plays oh, nonstop yeah. well, PC. Well, I love PC games. I'm I a know. big PC And so is fan. Kenny. Guys, we're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about the best video games you received as kids back in the day because uh, that was the mission objective from last week. When we get back, hang tight to this break. We'll be right back on Geekscape. Hey Geekscapers, we're back. Jeremy and Kevin in the studio doing some amazing engineering. Uh, we are here with Trisha Hirschberger, uh, kicking ass. Now Trisha's going to be up in Seattle, and she's going to be hosting this Red Bull event, and it's going to be all competitive gaming. And you can probably get tickets still, don't you think? Oh, you can totally get tickets. And yeah, I'm not hosting it at all. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, just there just to player. have fun and hang out and play Party. some Dota too. Now is this okay. all? Are yeah. people going to so where be do you it? get tickets? That's what I want to know. It's oh, like how do yeah. kids get tickets? Oh, I don't know the website okay. off the top of but my head. It's redbull.com/slash/something/something/something. Yeah. Okay. Search Red Bull mm-hmm. Land Seattle. Okay, yeah, that'll get you there. So since it's land, since it's local area network, so mm-hmm. they have to be in there or they're not going to be able to play online? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So there's, um, I think there's 100 probably. competitors. Wow. Uh-huh. And it's going to be just a huge mix of different people from all different levels. And then yeah. they're going to randomly do the team. So hmm. people can't. Really? Yeah. Oh, no strategy. So, yeah, so they're really putting oh, wow. it out there as like this is a fun hangout thing more than like a super competitive nope. everyone must die. Because you can imagine like, but per, it's like the Dota. strategy on it's some Dota. of these teams. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you, I mean, you have professional teams now did you guys see mm-hmm. that like uh one of the porn sites had a professional team now awesome like one of the porn sites awesome awesome i, I don't awesome. know what porn site but they sent out a press <laughs> they sent out a press release to everybody and they have a per- like it's, it's, right one now, of the, it's one of the two it up right I, we got the press release and i was like i don't think geeks gonna be posting this but we put it up but i'm talking about it now and sure one of these are. one of these tube sites <laughs> has their own uh their competitive gaming team and they all have to wear the porn. I was like, come on. Like, they're not spending enough time in front of the computer. Oh, my <laughs> like, goodness. Like, they're a competitive team. So you actually see these sponsorships happening. And these teams are legit teams. Uh, I don't, like, I'm a big Utah Jazz NBA fan. And Gordon Hayward who's is a big, like, StarCraft II player. And he plays mm-hmm. on a team. And it's, like, legit. Awesome. Some of these guys are legit competitors. Um, speaking of video games and how big they've been in our life and how we're giant competitors, um... I wanted to address the mission objective from last week. The mission objective to you guys was what? It's you porn. It's you porn. Okay. 
Fantastic. Oh my gosh, really? Porn yeah. has their own competitive gaming. Maybe you'll meet the boys this weekend. But uh, but wow. uh, you, I, I put out to you guys, what was some of your favorite memories now going into Christmas uh, and the holiday season? Like, What are some of your favorite video game related memories? And I have some of the, from you guys. Uh, David M. says the Sega Game Gear. Like the Sega Game Gear over, over a Game Boy, that's huge. Uh, Vicky Lynn Bagley, and I say her name because she's been with us all eight, nine years. Yeah, she has. Uh, she says, in 1982, all my friends got different systems. Atari 2600 and television. I got ColecoVision with Zax on as my bonus <laughs> cartridge. We spent all break playing each system over at each other's houses the best we, we can ever. That's awesome. Elliot R., my mom made my dad promise to get me a Sega Genesis for my birthday, even when our worlds were collapsing, I guess financially. Five days later, she passed away. Oh. I still have the Sega Genesis, and although I strayed away from gaming, the Sega means a lot to me, and I never, and I'll never get rid of it. Oh, right in the field. Wow. Elliot, Elliot's a buddy wow. of mine, and like I read this, and I was like, holy shit. Uh, Nate the Rock Quarry, a professional you know fighter. You guys know him from UFC if you're a UFC fan. Uh, he says the gold Zelda cartridge, and he's uh, a big yes. gamer. Yes, like he outgeeks me. Uh, Charlie and Moore uh, in the UK, who's a longtime Geekscape, has said Double Dragon on the Game Boy. I thought I was getting Double Dragon on the Tiger game handheld. I was magically surprised I got an actual Game Boy with Double Dragon, and I still have never finished the game, but got so angry once and headbutted the Game Boy screen. I was on the last level, that is why. Haha, <laughs> that is my amazing story. Sarah Goodwin, who's the Geekscape. I headbutted He headbutted it. I headbutted it. It's really tiny. He probably had a tiny head, too. Slam it right in your face. You guys know Diva Dog, Sarah Goodwin from Geekscape. Uh, Getting married. Getting married to Chris from Geekscape. Wow, congrats. Uh, So awesome to have two Geekscapists marry each other. And I think one of our Geekscapists is going to be the uh, person actually doing the... uh, Yes. Uh, Officiating. Officiating. If I work here, can I marry someone here? Let's do it. Let's okay, do it. awesome. Great. <laughs> so Sarah says, growing up, I always brought, uh, bought my own video games and consoles. My first video game uh, gift was three Christmases ago when Chris bought me an amazing bootleg console that plays NES, NES, SNES, and Sega Genesis games so I could rekindle my love for Donkey Kong Country. It's true love. So Chris and... I love that. <laughs> Steve S. says, getting the N64 was a magical day. Played Shadows of the Empire until the sun went down. Gee, my buddy Gee, who you met yesterday, said Mission Impossible for Nintendo 64, Christmas 1997. Shane O'Hare, who hosts the Geekscape Games podcast on this very network. Oh, uh, what was it? He goes, seriously, Ocarina of Time. When I got it on Xmas morning, I was in te- uh, I was instantly whisked away to Hyrule. It was my first real experience <laughs> with the series. Exploring the Deku Tree was mind-blowing. Okay, he may whisked still be in the away to yeah, Hyrule. Away. He I love it. Waxed poetic. Yeah, if, if you met our biggest brony, resident brony, then that, like <laughs> nothing whisks him away that's not a rainbow this time around. Uh, Frank that's Sanders, so you guys know Frank Sanders from yeah. the forums. Uh, getting my NES and my free copy of Dragon Warrior that came out with the Nintendo Power magazine. We talked about Dragon Warrior last week. That was my favorite RPG in the NES. Uh, Jason E says seeing my Nintendo on Christmas morning, 1989, after going through some serious Ralphie S trials and tribulations to get it. Nicole W says the Nintendo Power Pad. Good times wiping out on the long jump uh and that's literally wiping out like going into your fucking tv uh miles h who you guys know from the forum says before the atari 2600 there was a pong console he's a little older <laughs> than us no one had anything like it around us until they showed up one christmas oh you want a year i'm gonna say it's 1976 <laughs> pretty sure that's the only one that, that's the one that started it all now, Pure Evil Matt, you know Pure Evil Matt from the forums? I know him from the forums. He goes, I got a Game Gear for Christmas 92. I accidentally overheard the, the Sega startup sound and Sonic theme music by, uh, faintly coming to from, uh, coming from my kitchen after my parents came home Christmas shopping one time. During family dinner that night, I guessed that my parents got me a Game Gear, so they finally decided to give it to me about a week or so before Christmas. Unfortunately, I beat the included Sonic game that very same day, got bored, and asked for another game for Christmas, which was still like a week away. Tactical mistake for sure. 
It prompted a punitive uh, <laughs> action where my parents realized that a game console is like crack addiction, and they took the Game Gear back to Kmart. No. On Christmas Day, I instead got a bunch of Legos. Ah! Life lesson. <laughs> That's awful. You can't ask for something for Christmas, get it, and then ask for more because you went through it like a crack cocaine addiction first. Nathan C. <laughs> says, I once got a Game Gear for Christmas. Lots of Game Gears. Yeah. With Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is still a decent handheld fighter. And then finally, Richard G. said, The Legend of Zelda was mine. Though I remember my parents having to wait an extra week after Christmas uh, since it came to Montgomery Ward. It was the only place that carried it and it was sold out. And the fact that the cartridge was gold blew my mind. I think the, I yeah. think the gold cartridge like, the blew The gold cartridges mind. were awesome. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. You know, they have uh, – there's this new uh, – company out there that's uh i think it's called iron or, or ink whiskey yeah ink whiskey they hmm. sell they sell old nintendo cartridge looking flasks and oh, like all of them are 15 dollars. and they were at kamikaze that's they where were, i saw yeah, them yeah because there were a bunch of nerdy alcoholics yeah, exactly. outside kamikaze every Hell night yeah. which <laughs> it's very very difficult i i a bunch of my friends got them and i was trying to drink out of them and it's very difficult because oh. it's where that little finger hold is in the old yeah. cartridges oh. that's where it pops Weird. out and like so there's an indent yeah you kind of have hole. to like <laughs> Like deep throat this flask in order to seal the deal. No, you just blow uh, on it. It just <laughs> just blow on it and, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Two finger wiggle. Two finger but, wiggle. <laughs> but they have a limited edition gold flask. Oh shit, that's twenty. It's, uh, it's the oh. leg- It's like the legend of drink. Uh, is that drink 20, or something like, that. like what is that? It's thirty. Oh, it's thirty dollars for that one. So it's up. it's double up. I know what I want in my stocking this year. Right. What would you want for Christmas? Like like would you remember like your big gift when you were growing oh, up? Oh, like my biggest video mm-hmm. game gift ever. Yeah, it's funny because I was actually just talking to my mom about it on the phone like two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to find the home video of when I got my first Nintendo and when I got original Nintendo in the eighties. Uh-huh. Um. To put up on my vlog, like mm-hmm. as like part of my Christmas right. vlog, as like That's a fun huge. past Christmas memory, because I was a super over dramatic little kid. I wanted to get in the theater. I wanted little to be kid. an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and I unwrapped a present that was the size of my body at the time. <laughs> you you had know, to climb it yeah. And, and I was like, like I had spotted paper. it right under the tree, and I was like, I think that's a Nintendo because I'd asked for it all over the place. And it my, was a puppy. My no parents, holes. no, that would have sucked. <laughs> no way, puppy Nintendo. Come on, but yeah, I'd asked for it a lot and my parents were kind of like I was the oldest and they were like I don't know that we want to do the video game thing right. um, you know especially like you're a little girl play with other lady things were they like that a little bit um, but I said I really wanted that and so they got me that and when I got it and I unwrapped it and I saw that's what it was I held it over my head like like John Link holding Cusack, up the ocarina like, oh. and ran around my living room screaming I got a Nintendo over and over and over and over I'm so glad that that was caught on tape yeah there's tape of it somewhere I just have to find it so I'm hoping that I'll be able to find it when I go home for the holidays this year I'm hoping I can find it and make it part of my Christmas vlog yeah I always thought that my father had gotten me gotten us my my two brothers and i the nintendo back in i guess 1985-86 when it came out and i always mm-hmm. thought that my, my father had gotten it and i was like dad did you ever think when you got us the the video game console that it like i'd still be doing this kind of stuff <laughs> and he said uh i never got that wasn't a gift from me that was a gift from his law partner uh who to this day refuses to buy his own kids video game systems oh really <laughs> yeah, no. yeah he, he's like i don't want my kids addicted to video games and his kids are now going like in college but their entire childhood they had to go to their friend's house to play video games because he didn't believe in their, his own kids having video games that's so he'd funny. sabotage our asses yeah but he wouldn't yeah. have his own kids play video games yeah. which is hilarious because yeah i found that out like a year or two ago that my own first console didn't even come from my dad it came from his, <laughs> uh, his, his business i love partner. explaining to parents now that like kids can get scholarships for video games Absolutely. kids can make careers out of video games like you understand that it's not a waste of time anymore Mm-mm. 
Um, Shane O'Hare, we did mention him <laughs> earlier today, but he does host the Geekscape Games podcast, which I do love, and you guys can subscribe to on uh, on Geekscape.net, which I love the Geekscape Games podcast. Um, I mean, so so let, tell me a little bit about your vlog and your SourceFed and, and all this stuff. Like, where, where can people find you, Trisha? Okay, so SourceFed is a YouTube channel that's part of Discovery Digital Networks, and uh, we just actually won our second streamy this year, which is really exciting. Oh, Thank you. She, so that means she was on Revision three i was on revision three yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i was like an early early revision three. yeah ddn revision three um mm-hmm. defranco inc all of that kind of merged together um so the streaming we got this year was for news and current events mm-hmm. which is awesome so that's what we do on our main channel is five news stories a day and some kind of Whoa. fun stuff on the weekends um and that can range from all types of news, from quirky, weird news to like serious political news to whatever it may be in between. Doesn't whatever have to be we're geek passionate oriented. about. It just has to be like not headlines. on SourceFed. Yeah. And then we have another channel called SourceFed Nerd, which is our more geek oriented channel. And there you'll find things like comic books and television review shows, movie review shows, uh, cosplay, video games, tech reviews, a little bit of everything, kind of in the nerd niche world. My favorite is your bloopers. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, I literally every week. So I, weird, that's the man. only thing I watch every week is your bloopers. Really? The bloopers are yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I watched a couple so of bloopers. It's just us messing up. But it's know. a smart thing. It's, thing. it's a smart thing because it's like it's like additional content that you've already created, and yeah. all you have to do is cut it together yeah. and put it out there. Um, guys, we're going to be back with Trisha, and hopefully uh, Frank Portman, our author and musician, Frank Portman is going to call in and talk about his new book, King Dork Approximately, which hits shelves tomorrow. So maybe we'll get him on the phone, and he can talk to us about that. Just one of my personal heroes. Uh, so I'm not too nervous. NBD. <laughs> Hang tight after the break. We're going to bring that all uh, for you on Geekscape. I messed up the segue. Kill me. Hi, I'm Shane. And I'm Josh. And we're Geekscape Games. Join us as we discuss the latest, greatest gaming news from the past week. Not to mention the most important opinions on the latest big releases, our own. Only at Geekscape.net. Hey, Geekscapers, we're back on Geekscape, and uh, I just got a text that Frank Portman was trying to call, so hopefully he can try and call in. Uh, Jeremy, did we get a phone call? No? Uh, should we, uh, he's going to try, he's going to try again. Oh, we got a phone call? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's, it's tough here because I'm not answering the phone calls that we did at Toad Hop. It's ah. Jeremy and, and Kevin in the studio, which is all good. Let me, but the, the line's open and, uh, and he's got the phone number and, uh, and I'm just going to text the phone number to him one more time and, uh, a little behind the scenes, a little behind action. the scenes right <laughs> here, but it's the 855 number and uh and he's got it again um so anyway uh if he doesn't successfully call in i want you guys to all go out and get uh king dork approximately tomorrow which is hit shelves it's a sequel to king dork which i don't know if you guys ever read that novel but it got optioned by uh, gary sanchez uh, mm-hmm. you guys know it's a uh, that's will ferrell and uh and well isn't that the adam right? case company yeah, yeah. wait isn't gary that's not the one that did um uh what is it raising hope and I, th- I don't know. It, uh, it was a TV show. Uh, it was a. It, uh, it's a. It's a. Earl. It's a really. What I like about it is, uh, Frank was the lead uh, musician for the do- Mr. T Experience, mm-hmm. which was like my most important band ever when I was in high school, <laughs> college. You know, no love life, anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like a music- Doctor Frank. Right? Doctor Frank. Obviously, yeah. anybody who writes a song called "Even Hitler Had a Girlfriend" is going to find something like in me <laughs> that rings true and like my loneliness. So Jeremy and Kevin are on the lookout for the phone call and. Uh, 
and uh, and still no phone call. All right, so we'll see. Uh, If no phone call, I still want you guys to go out and buy the book. Well, I remember uh, when I first was looking into moving down to L.A., you let me stay at your place, (laughs) and I remember King Dork was on the shelf at your place. What a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know Ben. I just knew Ben as, like, a listener (laughs) on the show. It's true, and he he just... That's so cool of you. And he just, like, he wasn't staying at his studio apartment in Hollywood. He's like, here's my keys. Why don't you go stay there? I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I just spent the whole time masturbating in his... On my Mr. T experience. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Jeremy, I'm guessing uh, Frank's called in. We got a link on it. Hey, Frank, are you on the line? Is Frank on the line? Hey, Frank, are you there? Hello? Hey, Frank. Yeah. I can barely hear you, but you're in New York and you're about to launch the new book, King Dork, approximately. It comes out tomorrow on store shelves. And you are in New York for the brand new big book reading tomorrow. Is that right? That's right. And uh, for those of us who are listening and they're in New York, uh, what are the details on tomorrow's reading? Well, it's at the Housing Works, which is uh, Crosby Street. I, I can't remember the, the the actual number. It's Soho. It's like, uh, anyway, down there. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's going to be a lot of people. We've planned a kind of variety show with, there about around, I don't know, a dozen people reading and doing comedy, and I'm going to play, and we're just going to try to draw attention to my, the whole point is to draw attention to the book, because it's coming out, trying to get people to know about it, etc. And for those of you guys who are not familiar with Frank's work, uh, obviously I just told you guys that I'm familiar with him because he was the lead singer, and it still is the lead singer and songwriter of my favorite band, the Mr. T Experience. Favorite band all time. Like, if anybody asks me, that's a really quick answer for me. Is anybody's like, what's your favorite band of all time? It's the Mr. T Experience. And then their last album came out in 2004. Uh, King Dork, the first book, came out in 2006, followed by Andromeda Klein, which is the the kind of middle book. And now we've got King Dork approximately. Uh, since you'd moved away from King Dork uh, and that story, uh, Frank, what brought you back to the, to uh, King Dork approximately? Uh, I always intended to keep it going if I could, but I did a, another thing first. Right. <laughs> uh, just, I don't know. I just thought to break it up, I, you know, um, but... The new one picks up exactly where the old one left off, like, you know, one page later, uh, even though I wrote it, uh, you know, years later, which was kind of interesting to do and kind of fun. But I'm going to keep doing these as long as they keep letting me do it because, you know, they're pretty, it's a pretty cool uh, way to avoid having a job. I think that's our job. You know, Frank, uh, I was looking back and my last actual job was in 2007 and I attribute you uh, with that uh, belief that it's like, you know what, just follow your passion with arts. Let's just write comic books for a living. Let's just write comic books and make songs and sell albums and write books. And, uh, and as one of my, I mean, and I mean this sincerely, Frank, I know you and I have talked uh, a lot over the last 15 years, but I, I sincerely call you one of my heroes. And, um, and your songs mean a lot to me. The books mean a lot to me. And that, you guys, you're the only young adult author that I read for that reason. It's like, I've got, because your voice is such a part of, of, of my voice. Does that make sense? So anybody who's been listening to this podcast for eight years, uh, a lot of what I have is attributed to this man that's on the phone right now, and, and you guys should go out and pick up the book if you want more of it, or maybe they've had enough. In that's eight very years. kind of that's very kind <laughs> of you to say, um, and it's 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 great to know, and that's why uh, 
that's why you do it is to you know to get uh, for people to you know take it to heart and uh, and I mean it's great to hear that it happens because you know as you probably know there's a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of many a lot of you spend a lot of your life uh, pretty much not having any direct evidence that anyone's paying attention so it can be very isolating yeah it does seem like you're shouting in, a, in an empty room at times yeah. you know and uh and last last week uh for my birthday michael's son who's a longtime geekscape has drew a picture of me and said thank you for yeah. it was like a picture of me as our logo and it was like a thank you for uh inspiring him to go into comic books and now he runs a comic book uh, online comic book publication and, and it's insane it just that brought me to my knees and uh and i, I pay it forward to frank uh and as it was kind of awesome but you guys put out your first mr t experience song in 10 years last week and it's called king dork approximately uh, what was the process of putting a song together to uh, accompany the book and then releasing it as Mr. T Experience, unlike Andromeda Klein, when those songs came out, you you brought them out as Dr. Frank songs. Why make them Mr. T Experience yeah, songs? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, the, for the previous, I mean, basically, uh, you know, I I like that. I think it's cool to have, for a book to have a theme song, so to, to whatever degree I can uh, make it happen, I do, and I really didn't have a functional band at the time that Andromeda Klein came out, and I just I did it with some guys in Milwaukee, and it was great, and it was fun. I think it came out great. But this time around, um, just because of the way circumstances were, I had uh, my band available to play, and I had this song, and we uh, decided to give it a shot, and we... Uh, went in a studio and started playing and it clicked a little more than I expected it to. I think it, it was, you know, it exceeded my expectations, which were pretty low for, I just wanted to just do a song and kind of get away with it. And it turned out to be more than that. So, you know, the, the, sometimes those cool things happen in life and we're continuing to, to uh, do stuff. I'm intending to record a whole King Dork, well, it's going to be called King Dork Approximately the Album. There's going to be 12 songs uh, from from those books. And then to continue recording if if we can figure out a way to afford to do it. So, Did you just say um, that my favorite band is so getting back together? Chapter. You just said that my favorite band in the world is getting back together. You just said that oh, my yeah, favorite we're, band we're is getting back of, together. Yeah, we played, we played last night. It was fun. You should it see the look like on a, Jonathan's a, face right now. <laughs> yeah, Frank's calling in, but everybody watching this just saw me, my face, like, completely transform into childlike wonder. That's incredible, Frank. That, I mean, that was obviously <laughs> going to be my next my next uh, question, because you've put out some music in the past few years. The Bye Bye Blackbird stuff is awesome. You, you, you had the backup song, your solo stuff with the Bye Bye Blackbirds following you. Uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, but to hear that the Mr. T Experience is going to be putting out books that, you know, are songs that accompany your books and also maybe some other stuff is, is incredible. That's like the best gift I could have ever received on my birthday. And uh, that's incredible. Thank you so much, Frank. Um, so how would you yeah, sell... Yeah, all the time. I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> he is a doctor, folks. Well, maybe. But uh, Frank, how would you sell King Dork uh, to an audience? Like, what's your sell for King Dork? Why should these kids run out tomorrow and pick up the book? Well, you know, I, I, I they tell me it's funny. I try. It I try funny. to make I try to make them as uh, as you know as as fresh and 
and interesting and funny as possible. And also, I think it's very important um, in anything that I do to make it justify its existence by being uh, different enough from any other book or any other song that it uh, it rewards the attention paid to it. It's a it's a story that, but but it's it's a conventional story with a you know told in a in a way that I hope is a little bit uh, it brings a little bit something extra to the table. Um, and what is extra is the voice. It's a it's the same uh, kind of voice of adolescent angst and anxiety and hostility that is uh, that runs through many of the songs that I've written over the years. And uh, it's basically a socially unsuccessful. Uh, adolescent who's trying to uh, uh, navigate the the horrors of uh, high school and teenage years, which uh, you know, in any important respects, never really end. So, uh, I mean, that's why that's why it's got universal appeal. I mean, it's proven to have had universal universal appeal. Everybody knows what that's like, and it continues to happen. Is my is my theory on that? High school never ends. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you. I, I think it resonates with me at 36 as much as it it would at 16 when I discovered your music for the first time, which, I mean, as important as your music was to me in high school, I can only imagine that King Dork and Andromeda Clan and King Dork approximately is as important to somebody out there who's discovering your words for the first time. And uh, and if you guys, like going into Christmas, if there's anybody who's in high school or college or you think will relate to this kind of story, um, maybe seek out the first King Dork and, and, and find it for them. Uh, it makes a pretty good Christmas gift, especially uh, you can probably get it on Amazon. You can get probably get it in any brick-and-mortar bookstore. And uh, there's probably digital there's digital versions of this book going out tomorrow, right? That's right. It's all going out tomorrow. And then you can, I think there's some deals where you can get them together, you know, the two of them for a, for some kind of good bargain price or something. They're doing all, they're doing these promotional package things and it should be in bookstores and it should be online and, um, you know, pretty much, pretty much everywhere. Now what, what happens next, it depends on whether people actually buy it. Cause if people do, then this whole, uh, this whole promotional juggernaut continues. If not, then it's, I'm going to keep trying as hard as I can, but it's likely to fizzle. So what I'm telling everyone is, for God's sake, buy one, because um, otherwise I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. Yeah, I, I, we're really good at, at holding actual jobs. We're, we're, like, not good at it at all. Like, my wife keeps saying, and she's like, you'd be a really bad employee, and I agree. <laughs> uh, so let's keep uh, Frank from having to go out there and get a job. Let's keep. Uh, let's go buy this book tomorrow. And, of course, go on iTunes and look for his music either under Dr. Frank or the Mr. T Experience. He's got a brand-new song that came out last uh, week, and it's the first song in 10 years, so it was huge for me. Uh, Frank, thanks for calling in. Have a great time at the launch uh, show tomorrow. And uh, say hi to Joel, your former bandmate, friend of ours. And uh, thanks for calling in to Geekscape. Uh, we're going to be back after yeah, this break. Yeah, uh, I appreciate the invitation. Thank you very much. Of course. Have a great time. And you guys go out and get King Dork approximately tomorrow. We'll be right back with Geekscape. And hang tight. Hey, we're back on Geekscape. And you guys got a chance to witness me actually geek out. <laughs> I think I geek out a lot on the show when when, when, yeah. when Kevin Smith like will go like if you guys can find that Kevin Smith episode like <laughs> I don't talk a lot in that episode because I was just like holy shit the guy who got me into filmmaking sitting right here yeah but how uh, could you I mean Simon it, Pegg like having Simon Pegg in my room was uh-huh. weird but that awesome. is awesome in his room in his he wasn't in his studio this was in his little office yeah, I used to space. record these in my house 
on his little Simon couch. Simon Pegg was in your house? Yeah. Simon Pegg was in my house twice because we, we shot him for Doc of the Dead in my living room. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys right wow. now, you guys, oh, I got to tell you guys, like, guys, Doc of the Dead, I don't know if, I don't know if Epic's Lionsgate's ever going to, mm-hmm. or whoever's doing the, I don't know if they're ever going to put it on DVD, but it's on Netflix. If you guys want to watch Doc of the Dead, um, it's there and it, and it opened in London. It's, it's mm-hmm. overseas. Doc of the Dead is still playing in theaters, but it's a zombie documentary. You guys got to watch it. If you're into zombies and you're new to Geekscape, Go watch Doc of the Dead, Simon Pegg, George Romero, Max Brooks, Robert Kirkman. Jonathan London uh, trying certain things for I'm, the first I'm time. I'm in the movie a little oh. bit. I'm in yeah. the movie a little bit, but really it's all about bringing you guys, yeah. you zombie lovers, you know, the answers as to whether or not this could really happen. You know what I watched the other day huh. that's on Netflix now? I Am Santa Claus. Isn't that awesome? It's great. We had uh, awesome. we had the director of it on. It's a it's a documentary that follows Santa Claus. It's like mall Santas. Like mall Santas. Yeah, on the throughout the year. Okay. And like what they do and what it's yeah. like to be Santa throughout the year. Plus, like the the uh, the tie-in factor for the whole thing is they follow Mick Foley from wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. mankind. Yeah. Uh, they follow him uh, in his process to become a Santa. Oh, nah. That's and incredible. It's a it's wonderful a movie. So wait, Santa's not just a seasonal job. Well, well, it is, but there's, there's a whole community about it. Yeah. And there's agencies wow. that represent Santas, and some of them get catty with each other. Wow. I think Tommy, Tommy did an incredible job of just capturing the humanity of these people. And I love that dude. The human element of this is my mall. You it's get phenomenal. out of here, buddy. Well, it's just like, I mean, some of them lead private lives that other people disagree like with. Like there's a gay Santa. Yeah, yeah, there's a gay Santa. There's other Santas. Like, yeah. without spoiling the movie for you, it, yeah. it's really a fascinating look at what some of these people yeah. do. You just want to take people and go, hey. <laughs> like, it's okay. When we went to the the, the premiere screening, Laura, yeah. that one Santa that you fell in love with, that I think you were going to say you fell in love with, uh, the gay the, Santa. The, the, no, no, not La- him. Laura had to get a picture with him because oh, really? he was such a sweet human he being. Was, yeah, he was he was a little cuddly bear. He's incredible. But uh, no, it was the guy from New York. Oh, the, that guy incredible. loved him. Guys, why? Especially now, now that I have to watch it's the it. holiday season. It. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's on Netflix. You guys, you guys get to watch two Netflix documentaries back to back. Mm-hmm. Start with the zombies. Start with Doc of the yeah. Dead. Geekscape co-produced, and then go right into I Am Santa Claus. He puts you in that holiday spirit. But man, mm-hmm. I can't recommend the, that movie enough. I love I Am Santa Claus. Yeah. I, I think it should be on our holiday gift guide. I totally just I, I wrote the holiday gift guide today uh-huh. with the, our other writers, and I totally blanked on putting that on there. Thanks for the reminder. Can, can I also can I also nerd out just for a second? Sure. Because I, I was sick last week, so I was at home watching Netflix for a long period of time. I watched Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard about this? No. no. Oh, the, the BBC the, the, show. The BBC show. Somebody told me about it for the first time today. It is so amazing. It's basically Twilight Zone, but like okay. a modern day Twilight Zone that is all about the dangers of technology <gasps> and like how it takes it one step further. So you have these things that are like... Trisha's going to be dealing with that in like, Seattle. This is like the Animatrix, though. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the kind of stuff you're talking about, but right? It's an, it's an anthology. Yeah. Or it's it's like an short anthology. Stories. Yeah. It's a bu- it's, uh, each one is an hour long. It goes like the, the, the Sherlock uh, yeah. th- season. So there's three one-hour episodes. Yeah, um, and there's mm-hmm. two seasons on there, so it's six hours in total. The first season is insane; it's so good. How many seasons are there? It's so only far? two right now. Okay, oh, so uh, six catch episodes. up quick. Catch up quick because the Christmas special is coming out, and it's three. It's one hour, but it's three stories told in an hour, all mm-hmm. starring John Ham. Oh, I there, love John Ham. See, there's the yeah. kicker. Yeah. So it's awesome. it's so good, it's you British? guys. Okay. And it's British, but it's not. It's on BBC America produced. It's BBC. It's BBC. It's it, it wasn't on yeah. BBC and America. This American guy on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a huge <laughs> fan of it. I love it's a, it. He's a huge fan of the show, so they actually wrote all this stuff with him in it. That's incredible. You guys, there's so much good TV right now. Yeah. I just Phenomenal. don't know what to do with my time. I mean, just watch the Flash. Flash. Just Arrow. Watch Flash. 
Just okay, I only watched the pilot of Flash, and then I didn't continue. Continue. Watch Flash. And guys, save Constantine. And save Constantine. I'm watching Constantine. Constantine. It's getting better and better and better. I'm watching Constantine and S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. And those are the two like superhero TV shows that you I'm gotta, up on. You should watch Flash. The others are DVR. Yeah. Okay, Flash, yes. Gotham, Flash. no, though. No, Gotham, no, I like no. Gotham. I Gotham gave up got on better. It. I gave up on it. I got to stick with all in. of them. And then you guys <laughs> saw today that they announced Krypton. Krypton. On the sci-fi channel. I was more interested in the possibility of Crypto on Animal Planet. I mean, here's thing with krypton you know everybody dies right well spoiler alert. Big time spoiler. i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to read the the press release if i can pull it up yeah what would be the, what would you make a krypton show about you know it should be like 24 mm. like right before Here the explosion oh, like something doing? interesting but read like, us a story ben. like oh. and it's david goyer who's it's david goyer. constantine yeah so uh this is this is the press release little blurb that they did for krypton uh years before the superman legend we know the house of l is shamed and ostracized this series follows the Man of Steel's grandfather as he brings hope and equality to Krypton, turning a planet in disarray into one worthy of giving birth to the greatest superhero ever known. Obviously, he fails. Mm. <laughs> if his goal is to bring Aww. equality and hope to the world, he we already know he fails. Well, the thing is, think... there's different versions of the Superman origin. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes they were well, like... Red Sun. There's like a... You know, there, well, well, there's different reasons for Krypton being destroyed. It's either like a, a war. We've seen uh-huh. that with General Zod. And then we've drilling. seen... Yeah, we, we, yeah, drilling? Yeah, we've seen environmental messages. Yeah. We've seen black holes eaten. It, like, yeah. we've seen a million different versions of Krypton being destroyed. We wonder what this one is. We know it's not going to be the cinematic version no. because... They're not tying the cinematic universe into the TV universe. Kristen Ritter did get cast in that Marvel Netflix yes. series as Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones, and I'm excited about that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, Cumberbatch. Trisha said it. Like Cumberbatch is now officially Doctor Strange. Like yeah. Trisha said it. It's not just great TV. There's great geek everything. There's, there's, yeah. there's like, so much great geek TV. <laughs> there's not enough time for it. I'm still trying there's to get not. all the amiibos. Like, how am I? <laughs> like, I'm a 36-year-old man. How do I still have the same well, you stress said as earlier. I did when I was 12? Oh, you said yeah. it earlier. You don't have a real job. No. So that's your real job. It's insane. And we're luckier than most that our real job is in this world where it's mm-hmm. kind of our job to watch this stuff. So you get a little bit of a free pass on spending and hours a week. And you're getting sent to Seattle to do this Dota 2 tournament. Uh-huh. And you're getting put up to yeah. deal with all this stuff. Yeah, and, I get to go have fun job. and play games all day. That and is your job. honestly, at SourceFed Nerd, like I played Shape Up today. Shape Up? Yeah, for the Xbox One. I don't know. I think my favorite project of Trish's, and it's not because of what it is, but uh, your your Mm. your web series, uh, Naked Truth. Oh yeah, that's insane. (laughs) It's so good. I saw the thumbnails for that, and I saw that she looked appeared topless, and I was like, I can't click that. Okay, so you (laughs) can. You can. You can, and here's why. It gave me feelings. The the premise of the series is that yes, me and everyone who responds to the vlog is supposed to vlog naked. It is not a sexy thing. It's a vulnerability thing, and it's a like accepting your imperfections thing. So it's no makeup. It's wet hair. It's like, I'm just out of the shower, and this is what I look like today. This is me today, and these are my opinions today. And they're not pre-researched. They're not not pre-filtered. It's just... It's raw. Naked it's opinion. raw and it's honest. And um, and it opens up. Is what, that on SourceFed or is that on your? That's channel? on my personal. Now, well, how do we channel? find that personal channel? It's YouTube.com/slash/NerdyChick5, and I made I made that YouTube channel name before I was ever in YouTube, <laughs> so it's one of those like random usernames. I'm down with it. I'm yeah. down with it. But what's great about that is that it, your your users are your the pe- what do you call them? The Naked Army. The Naked Army. They're very very mm. active and they're very vocal mm-hmm. and they're very opinionated and they have great I opinions. It. I love it. Yeah. And I, I encourage everyone to please disagree with each other and challenge each other's opinions but unlike the rest of the youtube community please do it respectfully and in a way that is you know i i 
you can acknowledge yeah. that you understand what the other person's saying without agreeing with it. And I, you know, I say if I see any hate language or anyone just blatantly shutting down everyone else who disagrees with them as ignorant or stupid, I'm yep. going to have something to say about it. And I don't usually remove or ban right away, but I'll go in and say, hey, you sound like an egotistical maniac. If you want other people to listen to what you have to say, maybe you should say it in a way that encourages open dialogue. Right. You got to lay the smack down a little in that comment yeah. section. Well, I'm going to seek it out. I'll take my shirt off and seek it out. But um, <laughs> guys, uh, your mission objective for next week uh, before we uh, wrap up is uh, we had a big discussion about um, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is one of those movies that I just didn't get the hype. But I want you guys to post either in our comments on Geekscape.net, in our Facebook group, or on our um, SoundCloud. What was one of the movie that you thought was hyped by all your friends that you just didn't get? Uh, for me, it's Snowpiercer. We're going to come back next week with you guys' response. Leave us a comment. Give us five stars, however you guys listen to Geekscape. We are on Twitter, YouTube. And seek out Trisha. What's your Twitter real quick? Oh, thanks, guys. It's at that girl Trish with no I in the girl. And, guys, we'll be back next week with Geekscape to give you one last holiday gift before we take a break. Thank you for listening. For Ben, I love you. There you go. Thank you guys for having me. You're awesome.